This is Teen Quest Live, where we create conversations about youth culture, parenting, and issues facing teenagers in today's world. Here's our host, Mark Witt. Should Christians pray the Lord's Prayer? We began talking about this last time, and Jesus gave a sample prayer in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 13. And he gave this sample prayer, we need to follow this prayer. But many of us listening don't qualify sometimes as we pray these particular things in this prayer. And our prayers only go to the ceiling. They don't even leave our room because we're not following the principles found in God's word. I'm going to talk more about this in just a moment. Since 1976, Teen Quest has been on the cutting edge of reaching a world of teenagers for Christ. Teen Quest's mission is to share Christ with students throughout the world through mission ventures, special events, teaching, music drama productions, personal evangelism, and camping at the Teen Quest Ranch. Teenagers from all backgrounds and locations come to the Teen Quest Ranch in the Laurel Highlands throughout the year for a camping experience that is second to none. Students come from different parts of the world to the Teen Quest Ranch. Lots of activities from horseback riding, paintball, laser tag, to ATV trails. Summer camps, spring and fall camps, and snow camps are some of the opportunities teenagers will experience at Teen Quest throughout the year. Our goal is to win, disciple, and send teenagers to a world that needs Christ. Go to our webpage, teenquest.org, and check out the great opportunities for students. By the way, help us continue this strong outreach by making a generous donation to Teen Quest. Go to teenquest.org forward slash donate. That's teenquest.org forward slash donate. Together, we can reach a world of teenagers for Christ. We believe in the power of prayer. We talked last time about George Whitfield, how he came to America from England back in the 1700s. And in 1730 to 1740, the great spiritual awakening happened. And our Americans, the founders of our country, as they wrote the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence and so forth, as we began this great nation, these men were influ- influenced by the great prayer warrior, George Whitfield and many others as well. You see, the Bible talks about the power of prayer. And as we go to God, we can, we can see great things happening. In America today, we are, there's a great divide. And, and there's tremendous things happening in this country that are sinful things. And we need a great revival. We need a, another spiritual awakening. And we need a great revival among our churches today. As Jesus gave this sample prayer, I'm convinced that many of us are not qualified to prayer to, to these to this prayer unless we follow certain uh, principles that God has. We talked last time about Jesus started out saying, "Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, holy be your name," and how we need to live a holy life. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. As we talk about today, your kingdom come, Proverbs 11.30, the Bible says, the fruit of the righteous is the tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. Now, how can we ask God as we pray this prayer, the, the Lord's Prayer, how can we ask God's kingdom to come when we have so many of our loved ones and friends who need Christ? I remember in 10th grade, my friend uh, that I knew across the 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 aisle from me. We talked, we were friends, and I never really shared Christ with him. I was going to. I waited to after Christmas as I'm going to tell this young guy, I'm going to tell my friend about Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell him what Christ did for me. 
unfortunately, over Christmas break. He was riding in a car, and he was coming up the highway, and another group of people ran into him, and he was killed instantly. I was so heartbroken, so shocked, because, Lord, I didn't lead him to Jesus. I didn't tell him about the Lord. When students come to Teen Quest, we share Christ with them, and we, t- we tell everybody about the Lord. You see, less than 2% of all Christians ever lead someone to Christ. Back when I was in college, remember I told you yet last time that I was 18 years old, I decided to make Christ the Lord of my life. And I decided that I was going to uh, do everything to serve the Lord. Well, I met a friend in school. He was an atheist. His name was Doug. And I began to share Christ with, with Doug and began to tell him about the Lord. Well, he didn't come to Christ that first year, but over the summer, between my freshman and sophomore year of college, he gave his life to Christ. He was so excited when, he, when I came back to school that next year that he said, Mark, I want to go to Bible college. I want to become a pastor. Well, Doug went to Bible college. He went to seminary. He became a pastor, and for many years he preached the gospel. He led most of his family to the Lord. Unfortunately, he died young, uh, had a disease, and, and at his funeral so many people came up and they gave their testimony uh, what how, how this Doug had led, led them to Christ. You see, because of my obedience, because of sharing Christ, I can pray this prayer, your kingdom come, because we need to lead people to Jesus. And then the next thing uh, Jesus talked about in the, the sample prayer is thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, Matthew chapter 17, verse 24, then Jesus said to his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. You, we, you see, we say, I will do it my way. God says, deny yourself and follow me. How can we ask God's will to be done when we are not doing God's will ourselves? How can we say, God, I want your will to be done when we're, we're doing something else? It reminds me of the story of the rescuers at the water's edge. These guys would get down to the water, these rescuers, and they had an organization where they would help those in the water. And uh, they would, uh, every year, they would rescue people that were in trouble. And one day they decided, well, we need to build a building to put all our equipment in. We need to make this building nice, and they fixed the building up. And they would still go out and rescue people. But after a while, the building became so important that they forgot about their original cause to rescue those in the water. And they were so excited about their building and their facility that they forgot their, their, their first mission. Isn't that true of many of us? We forget our mission that God's called us to do his will in every part of our life, and it's sad. And then the, the, Jesus goes on to say, and give us this day our daily bread. Now, how can we say give us this day our daily bread when we're not reading God's word ourselves? You see, the Bible uh, is... is is, is, is God's love letter to us. The word of God does the work of God. Jesus, in Matthew chapter 4, 4, answered Satan in the wilderness. He says, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus knew how important the word of God was. Rick Warren, pastor of Saddleback Church, says in Matthew 4.4 that daily bread has four meanings. He says, number one, bread represents the necessity of life. Bread means God's word. Number three, bread means God's family and fellowship. 1 Corinthians 10.16 is not the bread that we break, participation in the body of Christ. 
And then the fourth thing, bread represents salvation, Matthew 26, 26 through 29. Jesus chose bread to represent sacrifice and communion. You see, every time we take communion, it reminds us of the sacrifice Christ made for our own salvation. As I said a moment ago, the Word of God does the work of God. When kids come to the Teen Quest Ranch, we get them involved in our quiet time diary where we uh, have them, we challenge them to spend time in God's Word every day. In six years, they can read the whole Bible and write down what God's teaching them. We also teach kids our discipleship training, get them involved in, in discipleship where they can begin to help others grow in the Lord. You see, when we ask God to give us this day our daily bread, we need to be serious about that. And we can't just babble a bunch of words that have no meaning they, those, those words need to mean something, and we need to, to realize, God, I really want your daily bread in my life. I really do. And then Jesus goes on to give a sample prayer, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Oh, boy, here we go. Matthew six fourteen. if you forgive men when they are sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins sins. Now, my friend, listen to me. How can we ask God's forgiveness when we'll not forgive that neighbor or that friend? How can we say, Lord, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debts? As we pray that prayer, it's babbling. It's, it's vain repetition. It has no meaning at all. And that prayer goes as no further than the ceiling of your room when we pray that prayer without the right heart. We need to ask for forgiveness. We need to say, Lord, I have wronged that person. Lord, I, I, or they've wronged me, and I, I forgive them. Remember a number of years ago, I was uh, back in the 70s, a long time ago, I remember there was a rationing on gasoline. Certain days of the week, you could buy gas if your license plate ended in an even uh, uh, number or so forth. If it ended them in an odd number, you could only buy gas certain days. Well, this one day, I had to go speak to a group of young people in in the Pittsburgh area, and I was out of gas. I stopped at the gas station, and I tried to fill up my gas, and the manager said, you can't do it, my son. You you can't do this because uh, this is the wrong day. Well, I got real upset. I gra- went over and bought a gas can, and I brought it back. I said, I'd like to put gas in this gas can, and he got mad at me. He says, I told you you can't buy gas. He poured the gas in back into his back into his little thing, and and told me to get out of there. I was so angry. I drove away, and I was so angry because I needed gas. And the more more I drove, the angrier I got. And then the Lord spoke to me, Mark, you need to go back and ask forgiveness of that gas station man. I did. I went and asked forgiveness. Make a long story short, we became friends and, and so forth. You know, it's so important, my friend, that we need to forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, the Bible says, but deliver us from evil. Psalm 101.3, I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. We're running out of time, but you see, God asks us to deliver us from temptation, but yet we place temptations all around us, pornography, fornication, lust. You see, today our culture is filled with so much things that are wrong, and it's so important as Christians that we simply... Uh, trust God and begin to say, Lord, I'm not going to give in to temptation. I'm not going to follow uh, the things of the world. I'm going to stand firm. And, uh, and then, of course, the Bible says, deliver us from evil, from the evil one. My friend, through prayer, 
through asking God forgiveness, asking God to deal with you in every area of your life, you can pray this simple prayer, the Lord's Prayer. Thank you for listening to this program today. We pray that we've been a blessing to you. And let's let the Word of God and prayer change our lives forever. If we can be of help here at Teen Quest, go to teenquest.org. And uh, we would be glad to, uh, you can also give us a call, 1-800-288-8336. This is Mark Witt. Have a great day. Hey, thanks for joining us today on Teen Quest Live with Mark Witt. You know, the discussion is just starting. You can visit our website and leave your comments and thoughts about this topic. Find us online at teenquest.org. That's teenquest.org. And we'll see you next time on Teen Quest Live.